0: Appreciate God (coughs) that He is so merciful to us that He he has given us yet another chance for us to be alive today. (coughs) Not because we are better than the people that uh, have died. Uh, So many people dying day and night, and the. We cannot think or imagine that we are somehow uh, special or immune to death, uh, that uh, we cannot uh, die. (coughs) But it's just uh, the grace of God that has enabled us uh, to be alive. (coughs) I like you people to minimize moving in and moving out. (coughs) I don't like that. That's how the devil takes advantage of us. (coughs) And I'm not going to allow that. (coughs) We have uh, a few ushers and a few usherers. They are enough to handle uh, in a crisis that uh, we may have, that may arise, so that the majority of us can uh, calm down and uh, be blessed of God, be blessed of God, right in the house of the Lord. <clears throat> and so we would like to appreciate God that we are alive. yes, uh, I keep telling you, put on your masks, wherever. And I will keep reminding you, put on your masks. I will keep telling you, put on your masks. We are not in any way special. Just yesterday alone, those that were... Found positive with the COVID-19 were 163, <clears throat> and seven people died yesterday. Seven people died yesterday uh, as a result of COVID-19. Seven people died yesterday, and uh, right in the leader here, they got uh, some two people that we also tested positive, <coughs> new uh, infections. So let's not imagine that uh, somehow uh, this uh, sickness is a, a job. It's not a job, it's a thought it's not an end time uh, event, it's not an end time plague, but it's, it's a, uh, killing our only people so many of our dear ones have gone and so many have died both due to COVID-19 and also uh, other, other illnesses uh, we, one of the reasons I have stayed around today Sunday is because I thought we were going to prepare and raise some money where some of you do some of us would uh, go and accompany sister, Irene, to go and bury her father. <clears throat> she lost her father yesterday. And that's why you don't see Brother Lanya here. You don't see uh, uh, his daughter here, one of the daughters. They have gone. We thought that burial would be tomorrow, so that maybe two of our sisters, or three, or any plus, some brothers would go and uh, accompany our sister but uh, only to hear that the burial is today let us 2 p.m. somehow it was difficult for us to organize so suddenly uh, for us to be there with them and then also <coughs> we, 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 what we are going to do is to uh, raise some money and then he are uh, maybe on half phone As a our contribution for the condolences <coughs> the Bible says uh, Mourn with them that mourn and rejoice with them uh, that rejoice That's the word of God. We learn to, to stand with one another Just the other day we again lost uh, a very big boy, a son to one of our pastors, Reverend John McCary of Iganga Assembly, and uh, he was buried a day before yesterday. <coughs> we, it's, it's not, uh, we, we are not uh, living in a in a, an environment that uh, we are free from. Uh, our community or our people, we are we are also affected by the same uh, sickness. That's why I came up with that emergency fund, and uh, we must uh, all of us. If we had now started the earlier on, would have said would have said now let's visit our emergency fund and uh, just get some money. We we give, we contribute towards. Uh, our sisters' uh, father's burial <coughs> would have done that. So it's a reality. When I say let's contribute at least a minimum of one thousand every Sunday, uh, some of us say, ah, I, I don't see the need. I just say maybe can only spare some money for my data and uh, all that. <coughs> you can uh, have money to do other things, but you do not want." Anything that follows on the pro as far as the program of the church is concerned, death is real and uh, we can never prepare enough for it. We can never prepare enough for it. That's why, when one of us has lost a father, has lost a, a son, a daughter, we are supposed to come in as a church and help. So, today if you have not yet deposited your emergency fund for the last two weeks then today you pay for three weeks uh... one that will be three thousand you give to brother Akoyoi. <coughs> we found out that if we included our children we would definitely collect somehow a reasonable though not enough but somewhat a reasonable amount of money if, each person brings 1,000, 1,000, 1,000. And that money, the following day, Monday, it is banked on the church account. We realize some money so that in the case of eventualities, we can never say we will all live forever. That is not, a, 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 that's being unrealistic. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once, Now, whereas we believe that uh, Jesus Christ is going to return and take some people, bride members, translate them when when they are still alive, but uh, we have to prepare uh, to bury one another for those of us that may not reach there when Christ will be coming physically to pick his bride. So we need that emergency fund. And uh, uh, the problem I have is our parents. Our parents uh, imagine that when they have given the, their one thousand they don't want to give for their children. they do not want to give for their children the one thousand. All you are saying that maybe your child is not a member of the church. I just cannot understand. It is left to us to speculate what you are what you are suggesting or what you are implying when you do not pay or not to want to encourage your child to pay uh, such kind of uh, Uh, collections. It is very necessary, brothers, it is very necessary uh, for us to (laughs) obey what our pastor tells us. It is very, very necessary. Absolutely, it is very necessary. One time we had such a a call in one of our churches and uh, there was some little money that was needed to be raised uh, to handle a crisis in the church. All people said, yeah, we don't have, we don't have, including everybody. One of those were sisters who had in her bag 250,000. Now, when she was going back on her way, it was like a God uh, was, was seeing what was going on. She was robbed of all that money, clean. She never reached home with any money. So now when she was telling the church they yeah, robbed me of, the, of my money, Everybody was wondering how much money was that? Two hundred and fifty thousand, it is all gone. So, money doesn't talk, man doesn't speak, that I am here, they are sitting on me. But uh, all we have today is to be saved enough to believe that uh, when a, a call comes up, it's of God, it's not of man, it's of God. You see me here shouting, let's worship God. Let's sing the song. One day you will not hear my voice anymore. I will be silent and gone, waiting for my reward. When the Lord Jesus Christ returns. Some of you are taking me for a joke. There is only one thing that is remaining. That's why you still see me alive. I have to do. That which God has called me to do. Because it is not yet over. That's why I'm still here. Otherwise, if my work was over here, ah, God would have rested me. But while I'm still alive, I have to do my part. Eh? I have to do that which God has called me. <clears throat> so, let's remember to do that. Let's remember to obey that that too is the, the word of God because it is spoken by the man of God. Instructions. Instructions. are very very important we are looking at scriptures yesterday how even when uh, Moses called them Miriam and the company they said we will not come up we will not come up we will not come up and uh, that was so bad to whereby God's judgment came upon that group of people that rose up against against Moses and so And then, uh, of course, uh, I would like to say I'm glad to see my friend, Michael. Uh, He has, uh, I don't know how many years. He has taken so long uh, to be with us. Uh, I think over, I I just can't even guess. Can we say over 20 years? No. 25? Less than a half (laughs) year. Oh, my God. So, that one is a uh, Amodoi Michael, that's why you hear us calling, It's a Ben all the time, Ben Modoy. that is the husband, for those of, you, those of you who didn't know, I remember one of his visits is when he, the, there is something special about that visit when we were at UTC, when he came and visited us right there when we were praying in the classroom of that college. And then my friend came to me while we were greeting one another. He said, oh, this is a good place for us to be. I can see my wife is safe here. I said, my God, she's really very safe up to today. Uh Mr. Amodoy, every time we, we talk, he, te- he wants to find out how his family is doing from me. And yet he also has access to his own what? a family so recently after a long time when I had lost even the phones I called him he was of course that was a surprise call he was wondering whether there is some big issue so we are somehow connected in a special way that only God knows uh... these children now you have seen it Dan Dan has grown up a tall one of the ushers serving God here is June. I have told my children, Dan and June, that they should get married and wedded in the church here. Amen. Amen. I want to speak it in the front of their father. And if they choose to wed outside there, I will not be part of that wedding. Absolutely. Maybe I will send someone to go and attend. I can send my gift. But if they decide to, to even to get a shortcut, you know the shortcut, I say, ah. uh I just can't hold myself anymore because I was so much burning. I had to go with the man. If they go like that, we will wish them the best. Where it is only maybe angels that will attend their wedding, some of us will not be there. So I am only happy to see you and God has permitted that I tell you what I've been telling my children here. That is, uh, that is me, and uh, I would like to see them here, serving God uh, up to the time when they grow up they begin having children, the children also continue serving God and on and on like that, and of course it's just a matter of time that my friend will surrender his life to Jesus Christ, and uh, he takes him as his personal savior. It's just a matter of time. I do not know that is between him and God. Isn't it so, my friend? <laughs> it's a matter of time that we shall see you surrendering to Jesus Christ and say, Now I'm saved. You people, I'm saved. Mm? It's just a matter of time. But I can't force you. It's between God and yourself. Mine is to pray for you and encourage you. So when it will be time, it will be apparent that uh, you are getting saved. But uh, that is my prayer for you, Mm -hmm. yes, and not only for you, but also for the entire family. We would like to, and one of the reasons is here is that he he he, God blessed him with a car. He is going to dedicate it. He wants this church to dedicate the car. God bless the family with a car. Praise our God. I said, mourn with them that mourn and rejoice with them that do what? Rejoice. So when I say praise the Lord, we have to praise God for what He has done. Praise His wonderful name. Yesterday, we looked at very good scriptures uh... write uh, in the Word of god and i was saying that it is a blessing for the lord to choose you to come before him let's not uh, take it uh, for granted let's not take it for a joke it's a blessing here in uh, psalms chapter 65 in the book of psalms chapter 65 and verse 4 mm-hmm. psalms 65 and verse 4 the bible says Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy court. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. We will be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even the goodness of thy temple. You see, it's a blessing when the Lord chooses you to come in the house of the Lord. It's a blessing when the Lord draws you uh, to himself. It's a blessing when the Lord calls you to serve him in any position, whether as a singer or as a nurse, or an nurse, or an elder, or band member. Call it whatever responsibility. It's a blessing. And uh, what I was saying yesterday, when the Lord has called you uh, to serve in that capacity, You be grateful to God. Be grateful to God. Don't act like these men that we were looking at yesterday in the book of Numbers chapter uh, 16 uh, where uh, Moses said, Is it a small thing uh, that the Lord has called you, separated you uh, uh, from the congregation to undergone you? Uh, near to himself uh, when they, these people rose up against Moses and they rose up against the, uh, the servant of God and they said has God only spoken with you? Moses has God not also called us it's true God calls everyone of us including our children it is just a matter of time and the, uh, we will see those children seated on the benches there operating in the fields that God has called them. Because we are human, we cannot never tell that this is going to be an evangelist, we can never tell that this is going to be a singer, we can never tell that this is going to be an elder, we can never tell that this is going to be a pastor. But uh, those of us that have now grown to, uh, risen to the, uh, the age of maturity, we have to be content or contented with what God has called us to be, with what we are doing right now, and we do not uh, uh, push ourselves in matters that are too high uh, before God calls us there. The Scripture says here in verse nine, "See, it but a small thing unto you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to Himself, uh, to do the service." Of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister to them. These were men of renown. The they were men of renown. The they were men of influence in the congregation. They were men on the level of ushers, on the level of elders. They were men of, uh, of le- on such a level, band leaders, because they had great influence. When they rose up, so many people rose up together with them. And they rose up against Moses. They said, Is it true that God has only spoken by Moses? But God showed them that he, among us, if I will have a prophet among you, he said, I will, I will speak to such a person in the night, I will speak to him in a dream. I will speak to him openly. He said, Among us, all the people that are here on earth, there is no man as meek as my servant Moses. He says he is so faithful. Even when they were talking against him because of the woman that he had married, the Ethiopian woman, I mean a woman, uh, God absolutely stood with his servant. God will always stand with his servants. God will always identify himself with his servants. We do well to relate well uh, to the man that God has called above the rest of our callings. All of us are called, but in different, different levels, different levels. uh, As for one, I never knew that I would leave the departmental cleaning crew. I was so contented and so satisfied with that department. I worked under different leaders in the church for many years, and I was very comfortable. I could even tell my pastor, yours is the word of god stand up and minister to us but as far as i'm concerned i will do this natural side of the work of god then the pastor at one time said do you know you can be a member of clinic crew and still make it to the bride of christ in the very first phase i was so comforted and i never longed to be even an usher because ushers used to put on their uniforms the navy blue and they looked so smart when they were marching like the soldiers of the lord you know, everybody, most people admire to be ushers and usherers. But as for me, the Department of clinical Group is one of the departments that is never recognized by the congregation in our churches. And yet, God sees, God sees what they are doing. Absolutely. So, never minimize whatever department you are doing. Never, never minimize Whatever work you are doing, as far as uh, the work of God is concerned, is still God is work. You are going to be blessed if you do uh, rightly. I was saying also yesterday, when you look at uh, the way these people died, they died uh, badly. They really died badly. Because what happened is that when we read verse twenty, uh, verse 29, Uh, God absolutely opened the land, the earth and it swallowed them up. Why? Because they were talking against his servant. They were talking against his servant. Verse 31 and verse 32. The earth opened up and all their houses and all their family members the soil opened just like you see that ground there. It opened like this. There was no greater that opened; the, the the soil, the, the land opened under them, and to swallow them clean. Always be careful, as family members, what you talk about the church, what you talk about the servants of God. I have always been careful, even when it comes to people that are servants of God, men of God that are not in the body of Christ, that are not in the true work of God. As long as someone calls himself a pastor or whatever a bishop, I have always desired and learned to give them their due respect. You have never heard me one day speak against any of those pastors or any bishops anywhere. Even when I know that the Lord what he has given us as the one knowledge of the word of God, he has not given to many of them. It is no reason for me to castigate them. Only God knows how to deal with them. So, whenever God has called us, let's believe it is God that has called us to work in that department. And the scripture says here, also that uh, whether it is promotion. Here, there's a verse of scripture I wanted to give you. I say the Psalms 75, verse, verse six. I'll not go so uh, dwell so much on what we covered yesterday, but I would like to continue. Psalm 75, verse 6: For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and setteth up another. That's God. And we cannot advise God, and God absolutely many times uses His servants, the leadership that He has called to manage on the behalf of Christ, the work of Christ on the earth. I have always told my pastor, said, if you ever see it, if you ever see it fit according to how God is leading you, even at my age, even with the few years I have finished in the ministry, my pastor still has the right to recall me and say, my son, you come back home. Come and sit down here in the congregation. I will sit. And I will have no problem with my pastor. I will believe that the same God that used him to send him in the ministry. He still the same God that is using him to do what? To tell me to go back home. And I will do that without complaining against my own pastor. Because I know God by his own mercy has called me here to be saved. Maybe that's what my spirit needs. ...for me to be saved eternally. (coughs) Praise His wonderful name. We were commenting about Miriam and Aaron... ...that we revolted against Moses. We said, Miriam and Aaron... ...were not God's mouthpieces. When Miriam and Aaron spoke against God... Uh, when they spoke against Moses, the scripture says, God heard it. We looked at that yesterday in Numbers chapter 12, verse 2. You can speak many things about it—about uh, uh, either education, about the environment, about uh, Nema. You can speak about the developments. Speak about your professions. Speak about your skills. Speak about so many other people in various departments of the worker field. And God may not be bothered at all. God can ignore. But when you speak against a man called of God, God hears it. God uses imperfect men to help imperfect people. I quoted the scripture yesterday. That was in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 2. He calls a man who also has some weaknesses in his life. And that man may not be having glaring weaknesses like uh, maybe going to bed with the choir members or going to bed with some people in the congregation and all that, doing all sorts of things. No, I'm not talking about that. But like I was saying yesterday, maybe your pastor is a bit slow in the mind. Maybe he's not so sharp. Maybe he's not so analytical. And yet, it's God that has called him. Maybe he's a bit uh, he's more short-tempered than others. Yet, God has called him. With the time, he's going to perfect him. There's another scripture that says, uh, you, God will perfect that which concerns me. And it is true for you, it is also true for me. God calls imperfect people to lead other imperfect people. To perfection. That is the mystery which cannot not easily be explained by God. God never calls angels to be our pastors or to be our bishops. He calls fellow man among us our midst. There are things that uh, we can speak in our families. We can uh, discuss that, and we, it doesn't bother God at all. But if in our houses or in our groups we speak against a man of God whether secretly or openly God hears it. And God absolutely deals with us. One person in a family can cause a curse to the whole family because of what they have spoken against the man of God. So when God has chosen someone, let's learn not to speak against that man. One fact is that God always keeps his people informed. Amos chapter 3 verse 7. The book of Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. Surely the Lord, God, will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. God reveals his secrets to his servants. God uses his servants to do certain things, some of which you may not understand, and that is God still leading them. Anything God is going to do in the future, he will let some people that he has chosen to know. Peter the Apostle warned that there will also come up false prophets not only in the future but even now we have some of them. Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 2 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. Many shall follow there. If you can read it from verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. Who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. They will bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the word of truth shall be evil spoken of. So, Peter the apostle warned that there would be false prophets false teachers but can you know know them can anyone ever stand up with the bible and say i'm one of the false prophets it's not so everyone the bible says that even the 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 messengers of satan are transformed themselves into angels of light so you can never know that this is a false prophet that's why i keep telling you live a prayerful life Otherwise, you will be swept by anyone. We have been grounded in the doctrine, in the word of God, that God, by His grace, has not given to other ministries. Yet, a false prophet can rise up and use anything to sweep you. And you begin following Him. So, Not every person that says, I am a prophet, is a true prophet. Just because someone calls himself a prophet is not necessarily uh, that he is a true prophet. Hmm? Whether we accept it or not, God chooses some people to do a special work, to do a particular work. And yet, he does not choose every one of us to do the same work. In the book of Matthew I think also Jesus Christ said like it is not everyone that says to me uh, Lord Lord uh, in Matthew chapter 7 and uh, verse 21 he says not everyone that says unto me Lord Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of them my father which is in heaven many would say unto me in that day Lord Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and thy name have have cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Every preacher that reads these scriptures, these verses of scriptures, Pushes them to another person. Says, not me. Pushes them to another person. Not me. Tis the other ones who are cults. Tis the other ones who are false prophets. Tis the other ones who are... They, no one seeks to consider and find out. Am I really doing the will of God the Father? Am I preaching the doctrine that Jesus Christ knows it to be right? Because the Bible says in 2 John verse 9, He whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ has no God and also has no what? Son. He doesn't even have Christ. But he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Now, if if I continue preaching what Jesus Christ doesn't know as true, then... I'll be just wasting time. It's just a matter of time. And the Lord, when He returns, He's going to deny me. So, to continue here in the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verse 4. This message was delivered by my pastor when he was beginning to, to, to show us the events that are going to mark at the end of this world. Be a very many of them, I will, begin, I will continue giving you in a bit for the sake of those that you never listen to the virtual services. Numbers chapter 12, the book of Numbers chapter 12, now verse 4 to 9. The Lord spoke suddenly unto Moses, and said unto Aaron, unto to Miriam, come out Uh, the three of you, and to the tabernacle of the congregation. They three came out, and the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud, stood in the door of the tabernacle, and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. He said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in darker speeches and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Children of God, let's learn to flow with what God is doing. The work of God can only go forward if all of us can flow with what God is doing in our midst. This work can go forward even to to greater heights if all of us can believe that the man that God gave us as a pastor is absolutely God's own choice and that he's leading us and telling us what God wants us to do. We'll do a lot for God. But if a section of us or majority of us are not in a line with what that with the programs he's putting forth, then we'll take a long time to reach where God wants us to reach and to do for God, and His work, what God wants us to do. Let's learn to flow with God. Looking at these verses of scriptures that we have just read, Moses had a special call. He was profound. He was profound. I cannot claim that I have a profound call upon myself, no. But there are some in our midst and on our fellowship that God has called with a profound call. And one of them is Brother Goodwin God has used him in a special way to open and interpret this book the Bible according to how God led by our Lord good wind. And that's why we are safe when we stay in this church. And thank God for my pastor, Brother Meme, who has also strictly followed what was given unto him by his forefathers and his fathers in the gospel to where the rest of us can benefit from the same praise our God the rest of us here can benefit i know my pastor having the gift of a teacher he gets what he receives from other profoundly called men of God and breaks it down to our level that's why when he was dealing with the end time events messages he spent over fifty hours teaching the same doctrine, the same topic, the events that are going to fall upon this earth before the great tribulation takes place or before Christ returns. And I wrote, I have at least about three of these notebooks. For those messages alone, any time events. Why? I know I have not been profoundly called. I am doing what the scripture says. He said, and these things that you have heard of me, among the many witnesses, teach them also unto faithful people that will also teach others. And that does not mean that God never called me. But we are never on the same level. Just like Paul was not on the same level with Timothy. Paul was not on the same level with Titus. Paul was not on the same level with the original twelve disciples, I mean apostles. When you put all of them together, you see God revealing more to Apostle Paul than even to the original twelve god remains god all we have to do is to pray god help me to flow with your will in my present day praise our god in other words moses had a special call he was profoundly called there are prophets that can tell even in our in our community here, they can tell you how your family. There are many many Rangos, you know, and they tell you the reasons that the other uncle uh, did something. I have heard of pastors doing things like almost witch doctors. We are coming to to, to remove the reading. How do you call reading? Is in What is it? E <laughs> a Elija. Elijah 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 how Elite Elit. Elija. So that's a new vocabulary I am a prophet I'm going to tell you there is medicine somewhere around this house We are going to uproot it. And suddenly, a servant of God will do will either sing a song, make some some people to be possessed by evil spirits, and you know evil spirits know what is all around you. Say all oh, to the here. Remove that one. Remove. Who brought this? It is the anti nantenga. Now, by the time the pastor leaves that home, the family of Nantenga and the family of Rokojo are in loggerheads. They are in loggerheads. Who has brought that? The prophet. They don't live peace. Have you even ever asked, why in some in the same families, even that they have uprooted, they the it, they will still go back Some of us don't even stop to think. You say, "Oh my, I'm first to face with a prophet, this one." And then these palm readers, you come and I tell you, for you you are going to be to die of money. This one's here, you are going to die of money. And the child of God is also there, glowing. In her eyes on the palms. Oh my, I'm going to die of money. Woo. And you leave that place very happy because the prophet has told you, or a prophetess, and these ones with the spirits of divination, they will tell you so many things. You need to read about them in the book of Acts. But when Paul found out that, he cast out the spirit of divination and there was no more that kind of divination taking place in that community. So, we have to be careful so many people can tell you they are prophets but the way they operate will absolutely tell you that they are off the word of god when you read the bible i don't when i read the bible i've not seen even one incident where some of the things that the uh, people are doing today you, maybe they also used to do in the early church. We have also had dreams, visions, but many of those we don't understand. Many of us have had many dreams, and many of those dreams we even don't have the right interpretations. What is the basis when we talk about dreams in this church? A dream is a poor foundation can only be used to confirm something. So, Paul, you just heard it very fast, because this message, part of it, God intends that you get, so don't delay. Hmm? A dream is a poor foundation, but we can use it for confirmation. You don't build anything on a dream as a foundation. Why? Because the devil also gives very many dreams. And we may not know whether those dreams are from God or from the devil. We have always taught the sources of our dreams. Many dreams come to us in the night because of what we're thinking about the whole day, And as you sleep, even the Bible talks about it, that the mind plays back. Source number two. Very few beams come from God. Very few come from God. Source number three very many beams come from the devil. If you are not sure of a beam, never hurry to put that beam into action without asking your pastor about it. Not every beam we get is from God. You can have a dream as a young man and say, oh, I dreamt that I was giving a letter to sister, uh, uh, sister, uh, this is sister here. I forget her name. I have very many sisters. And sometimes I forget their names. Oh, pastor, I dreamt that I was giving a letter. Uh, to our sister Nambozo, so I believe God wants me to marry Nambozo for my wife. It is all possible that you have been thinking about Nambozo, and when you slept, the dream came that you you are giving her a letter. You may think she's the one to, you are going to marry when she's not the one. One time, one, those of us who are mature in age, one time one of our former presidents dreamt that he was chasing the Indians. And when he woke up, he put it as a decree 90 days, all Indians must leave Uganda some who had nowhere to go they were throwing themselves in water is it true God never wanted Indians in Uganda we, still, we now have many of them again <laughs> so don't act on a dream before it's confirmed some dreams it's a matter of time if that is from God it's a matter of time the confirmation will come. Many people who were in Uganda at that time suffered the consequences of our leader's dream. Let's always know there are very few people that God talks to directly. Some of the dreams are from our minds, like I've said. When you get to Come first to first with a man truly called of God. They will divide the word of God, and absolutely God will help you to be in agreement with such a person. The book of Matthew, chapter 9, verse 37 to 38. Then says he unto his disciples, the The harvest is truly plenteous. But the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. That he will send forth laborers. Into his harvest. This was Jesus Christ. Telling his disciples to pray. Many of us see. I've come into contact with so many people saying. So many people are dying. And you have not reached out to many of these places. So I volunteer to go in the ministry. Jesus did not say you go, but he said pray that God sends some people, those that he decides to call. There is no single person that is going to die in sin when God intended them to get saved before they, they, they die. Not even one. Why? Because God is sovereign, the Bible says, "Declaring the end from the beginning, He knows every person that's going to get saved before they die." The reason there are many, there is a lot of confusion today in our society, as far as churches are concerned, is that we have very many volunteers. And there are a lot of confusion because of the conduct of some of these uh, people. It forces some of our governments even to come up with more stringent measures upon the church. We do not volunteer in the ministry. The Bible says, "A man's gift makes room for him." Don't you don't? I don't make a room for my only gift. No. When God calls you, absolutely, time reaches when He identifies Himself with you. Even when God calls you as a king, even when God is the one who wants you to be the, the head of state, somehow he stands with you, whether it is the king Cyrus, whether it is Nebuchadnezzar, whether all these stuff you have read, of, each one of them were put there for a purpose. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 10. We look at King uh, Saul, the first king of Israel. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 26 to 27. This was during the inauguration, when Samuel was inaugurating the first king of Israel, and that king was Saul. You can back it from verse 24. Samuel said to all the people, see him whom the Lord has chosen, that is none like him among all the people. All the people shouted and said, God save the king. Then Samuel told the people, ready for the people, the constitution as to our in our day. Samuel told the people, verse 25, the man of the kingdom, and wrote it in a book, laid it up before the Lord. Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. So, and Saul also went home to Gibeah, there went with him a band of men, whose house God had touched. These men willingly went with Saul to his place. But the children of Belial said, How shall this man save us? They despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. (coughs) So, when you read the Bible critically, you don't see Saul forcing some people to go with him. Take you and him, and you come and follow me. No. He also went home, like anyone was going home. But God touched some people who went with him. What does that mean? These people acknowledge that God is the one who had called Saul as their king. They acknowledged that Saul was the king that God had given them. And so they blessed him with gifts. They stood with him and sustained his kingdom. Praise our God. Even today... When God calls a man, he gives him people to sustain him in the ministry. I thank God for this congregation that has sustained me in the ministry. Praise our God. May the Lord bless you. Many of you have made real, real sacrifice for this work to be here today, many children of God have made real sacrifice. That's what it means. And yet, you'll never see pastor forcing others. There are even others who don't feel like supporting this at all. And yet, they know themselves as members of the church. Does the pastor chase them outside of the church? No. So, Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. (coughs) Here in the book of Genesis, we look at Abraham. Verse 17 and 18. The Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham? That thing which I do, saying that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. God did not hide what was going on, or what he was going to do from Abraham. Yet God hid it from Lot. Lot, Lot, Was a nephew to Abraham. But God never spoke to Lot. God spoke to Abraham. God did not even destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Without letting Abraham know. What God is going to do. In the end times. He will give an understanding. To his servants. Even like a COVID nineteen. We have already had some knowledge about COVID 19. And we who have had those lessons up to now we believe COVID 19 is not one of the end time plagues that God is going to usher in to to hit this world. Yet it is a warning from God. It's a sorrow. Daniel chapter 2 verse 1. We look at Nakabuneza here. Nebuchadnezzar. Let's look at Daniel chapter 2. quickly get the book of Daniel it's very interesting that God absolutely speaks to his people that he chooses to call or to use it is important that we the rest of us acknowledge and learn to flow with God God cannot choose all the people to be on the same level doing the same thing. No. Chapter 2 of the book of Daniel from verse 1 And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar He dreamt dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled, and his sleep broke from him. Then the king commanded to call the magicians, the astrologers, and the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans, for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said unto them, I have dreamt a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in his Syriac, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chardines, The thing is gone from me. If you will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation, thereof you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a downhill. Now this was a a terrible dream. These were the people who were instructing King Nebuchadnezzar. He says, you must show me, tell me first of all the dream that... Because have you not dreamt, and when you wake up in the morning, you have forgotten everything what you dreamt. Haven't you dreamt like that? You wake up in the morning, you can't even... You only know that you dreamt. But what you dreamt, you can't even tell. That's what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, now tell me what I dreamt, and number two... Tell me the interpretation. If not, you are not going to leave this place. I will cut you in pieces. That was a very tough decree. If you show the dream, but if you show the dream, verse 6, and the interpretation thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. They answered again and said, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation of it. The king answered and said, I know of certainty that you will gain the time because you see the thing is gone from me. He said, You are now passing time. But if you will not make an honor unto me the dream, there is but one decree for you. For you have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me, till the time be changed. Therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can show me the interpretation thereof. Ah, it was tough. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, There is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore there is no king. Lord nor ruler that asked such things at any magician, or astrologer, or childim. And it is a rare thing that the king requires, and there's none other than that can show it before the king, except the gods, whose dwelling is not with the flesh. For this cause the king was angry and very furious, commanded to destroy all the wise men, of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain. And they sought Daniel, his, his, his fellows, to be slain. Now, when they were gathering people to be killed, they remember there is also one of them is Daniel. This man, he is also wise. While they were collecting all the magicians and all the wise people to be slaughtered. They also got Daniel. Then in verse 14, Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Ariok made the thing known to Daniel. And Daniel went in and desired of the king. That he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made a thing known to Hananiah. Hmm? And then who? To me uh, Michelle and to Azariah, his companions, that they would desire masses of, of the God of heaven concerning this secret. Daniel told his three. Uh, his three Hebrew brothers hmm, who were also taken in Babylon as captives da- and Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon then was the secret revealed he said you pray let you pray that God reveals this thing uh, to me or to anyone over so that we tell the king because we are all going to die Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge unto the wise to them that know understanding. He reveals the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O God, O my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desire of thee, for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Therefore, Daniel, Went in unto Ariok, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said unto unto him, destroy not the wise men of Babylon, bring me before the king, and I, I will show unto the king the interpretation. Ariok brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said thus unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, Whose name was Belshazzar, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen, and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers, show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven. Hallelujah. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and thy visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. Then Daniel begins enumerating for the king. He begins enumerating the way he dreamt. First of all he told him how the dream started and how it ended. When he ended the dream, then he said, now this is the meaning of the whole of of that dream. Hmm? This was serious. My God. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed. What shall come to pass hereafter? And he that reveals the secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, This secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom, that I have more than any living, but for their sake that shall make known the interpretation to the king. He goes on, and that thou mightest know that the thoughts of thy heart, thou O king, thou sawest and behold a great image, this great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible he begins enumerating. Then after that, he tells the king the interpretation. Right if you read on, he gives him the, the interpretation. Now, verse 46, then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell. When he got the interpretation and the, the real dream, he fell upon his first and worshipped Daniel, and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet orders unto him. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth, it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. Seeing thou couldst reveal this secret, then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. Praise our God. Amen. God revealed it to Daniel, not to everyone. God revealed it to Daniel. This dream was not something the witch doctors or astrologers or any, or soothsayers, or diviners could handle. Like my pastor said, if I was living in Babylon at that time, and I was a client to one of the the magicians, or one of those witch doctors, that would have been the time for me to live with them, and say now, for you actually, you are liars. And I would have cast my vote with Daniel, or with the God of Daniel. Hmm? So, all these people failed, even today we have men that you may think these are people of integrity, people who went to universities, read too many books, professors, politicians of high caliber, ministers. You see them going also in small They say now, because it is time for elections, I have come to go to consult. The Wajas, this is where I come from. Mm -hmm. I have come for your blessings. Have you also ever heard of that? Hey, I'm not hearing an answer. It looks like some of you are also crying. (laughs) Have you all You have heard and also read. You have also seen some of them physically. Men that you think, they are people of high caliber. Some people that when you see them reasoning in parliament, you say, my, 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 my. These are great men and women that can speak and be heard. But when in a time of crisis, you see them also going. They will put on either promises or try to camouflage themselves. <coughs> they not other people. Suspect them. Mm. And they go so low. You know those houses are always built low. You are forced to bend while entering mm. that small hut. Mm. Then you go that you are going to consult the big people. Eh. How man can be deceived God forbid That you can be saved And still consult witchcraft If you are in here And you have gone to witchcraft When you say you are saved Before you leave this place You must repent to God Because you are not saved You have not trust in God. You have trust in the things. That are idols. They have ears but they don't hear. They have eyes but they don't see. The Bible says. They are like the people who. People who worship them. Are like those very things. So. Let's have our trust and confidence in the Almighty God and nothing else. Amen. Nothing else. When you go to witchcraft, you are saying the devil is greater than God. You are now appealing to the higher gods. That's what it means. Your trust is no more in the God. Your trust is now in the witchcraft. And if you are in here. You must repent. Before you leave this place. Or oh, else. You don't expect a blessing from God. No. Absolutely not. God that we serve. The Bible says. He is. The almighty God. He is. The sovereign God. He is the one that declares the end. Even when that end has not yet come. He knows all of things. He is the omniscient God. He is the omnipotent God. He is all-knowing. Amen. Neither is there anything hid from his eyes that he may not see. Not even one thing. That's the God that we serve. The Creator of the heavens and the earth. Yesterday we were reading some uh, some of the Psalms. That is the God who has the power to do anything with anyone. He can turn anyone into anything. That God that we serve. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob behold is our God that's the only true God. all other gods including the what they call they were the judges like some of these those, those, those will, uh, people or, or politicians go to visit at such a time now they're also making some money from them hmm. you are going to give me only five million. For me to consult the elders. And they part with that money. They actually save that money. For that purpose also. That's very sad. Absolutely sad. God has got the power to bless. He has got the power not to bless. God has not given me what I'm praying for. He, he knows why I will trust in his wisdom, but I will never forsake God, to go to idols or to witchcraft. never. I grew up in the village, I know what I'm talking about. My father had three wives. And one time one of the, the, the his second wife went to, to consult because she was sickly. She went to consult a witch doctor who told her, You must bring a white goat. Plain white. The witch doctor gave her seven days. If she failed to bring that goat in seven days, she would die. When she came back from there and he told my father, I remember very well he was sitting at the veranda. Mose kept quiet and just laughed. And yet, my father was not saved. He didn't know much about the Word of God. He said, That man has lied on you. My stepmother rose up from her, from down there. Why bride. You want me there? You don't wish me to be alive? She, when she started moving from one side, wherever the children were married, looking for a way to God, I have given, I've been given only 70 days. Only 70 days. Only seven days. Only seven days. Only seven As she was moving, day and night were unfolding. The days were reducing. The days were reducing. The, the seven days ended when she was on the move. She moved all the way up to West Sudama. In Toronto, looking for white boat. Unfortunately, she never got one. She came back when she was still alive. And the seven days had passed. When she came back, she just kept quiet. She never went back at Musei. Musei hey, hey. said, mm-hmm. they have just played on your mind. That's a lie. We had a man here who called himself a man of God and that man went away with a lot of millions. Problems here. Where people were saying, it was pure, and I was change. People were moving like this, throwing in the place. He could not hold a house like this because it was too small, for the people were too many. From villages, those who needed the children were going to him. Those who know the history of that gentleman, you know whom I'm talking about. And every woman that ever had a a baby, as a result of that man praying for her, all those babies died. Not even a single one of them survived. Was the man there to be asked? He had fled. Our God can never be compared to any. And our God is a jealous God. Once you go to witchcraft, what you are telling God is that you have no more trust in Him. You harden your life even more. I'm telling you, you harden your life even more. You worse, you make things worse because the Bible says he is a jealous God. There's only, and he states it very clearly: I am the only God, none other besides me. Children of God. Those of you who are still young. And mostly, ladies are forced. In most cases, ladies are the ones who are forced. Even I have heard some 70 women, 70 uh, ladies, advising younger girls who are married. You cannot only pray to God. You need also to visit uh, some of this place. That should never be heard here. If you say want to worship witchcraft, you bet you are displaced and you are in the wrong place. You just have to get saved if you want to remain here. <coughs> we must learn to worship the only true God, and that is all. All other gods are liars. Those are that's the witchcraft. Now, Nebuchadnezzar's decision to kill all those people looked like it was an extreme extreme case when he would have slaughtered. But that shows us how he dealt with the people who were liars. He knew those people were liars and that is how Nebuchadnezzar dealt with the liars. Oh, my God, how many men of God have proclaimed themselves as having a call upon them. Hmm? I have this gift, I have the other gift, I have this, I have that. And yet they have failed to operate in the office which they claim that it was given to them by God. Praise his wonderful name. Do you know you can read the Bible and you may not even understand? You need somebody that has got the proper interpretation to interpret for you. Most of these verses in the Bible, yet, we must read the Bible on a daily basis to have general knowledge. In Matthew chapter 13, Verse 10 to 11, Matthew 13. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Jesus told them, To some people I speak mysteries. When he was with the crowd, Jesus was speaking in parables, teaching in parables, teaching in parables. but when he came to his own disciples he could now sit down and explain to them plainly it's not given to everyone of us to know the mysteries of the kingdom if everybody understood the mysteries there would be no need for God to call his servants the events surrounding the end of Gentile times, the battle of Armageddon, the return of Christ, and the establishment of the 1,000-year reign of Christ upon the earth. It is all given in the Bible. When we talk about the end time events, what events are going to transpire? It's important that as children of God we know. You must know that when Christ returns, There are some people that are going to be taken to heaven. Who are those people? And when he finally comes back, what is he going to do? Almost every one of us, every one of the 66 books in the Bible, speaks about the hope of the return of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 17. Isaiah chapter 63. And verse uh, seventeen. Oh Lord, why, why hast Thou made us to err from Thy ways, and hardened our heart from Thy fear? Return. For thy servant's sake, the tribes of thy inheritance. He says, return. Hmm? This is talking about the return. Return, referring to our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. The plan of redemption required a sacrifice of sinless lamb. And that lamb was Jesus Christ. The works of grace and justification with the Holy Ghost, all that is included in the plan of redemption. Redemption includes the future rapture of the bride of Christ. The catching away of the bride by Christ what is, known, is what is known as the rapture. In First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 49 book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse uh, 49 this chapter 15 has a lot to do to say about the bride of Christ the events surrounding His coming. Verse 49, we shall read on up to verse 57. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, But we shall all be changed. Apostle Paul, while speaking that that verse of scripture, he was hoping that Christ would come back when he was still alive. He himself, Apostle Paul. Every people, children of God in every generation have always believed that there's going to be the last generation and then Christ will return. And that's not a bad thing to do. Mm. he says in a moment verse 52 the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible Shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written Death is swallowed up in the victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? I'm telling you, we have lost many of our dear ones, but time is going to come when death loses victory. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. Praise our God. Amen. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be. Let's already verse 58. One, two, three. You go. Mm hmm. Always, for as much as you know, praise our God. Amen. Let's be steady, fast, unmovable, knowing where the Lord has brought us is the right way. Yeah, this is the way the Lord. This is the way that Lord showed me to go. This is the way that Lord showed me to go. This is the way that satisfies my soul. So just take the hand and become. This is the way The Lord should be go. Amen I am so thankful Well how does it go? I am so thankful I am so thankful To be